You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Thank you, Kansas City. We did it, baby. Hey, well, hey, Chiefs fans. Welcome into another edition of the Kingdom Rewind. I'm your host, Sean Dixon. Alongside me, as always, is Chad Goforth. Chad, what's going on, man? Oh, uh, not a darn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we just we just had this conversation like we we had this like about about the intro like me and Chad talk like every day all day and so it's weird when I'm like oh how are you doing and I already know how he's doing so yeah so, I'm sorry about of, that it's part of the show it comes with the territory it's part of the show yeah, yeah I have to know how you're doing when we're recording so. yeah I'm doing great <laughs> got off work got home ate some dinner set up my computer waited for you chicken Alfredo. Oh, nice. homemade noodles, homemade chicken. Killed it this this afternoon. It was great. That's a lie. You didn't home make that stuff. No, it was all instant. It was great though. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, we. Uh, I just fed the kids, so we we've had our we've had our meal for the day. Mine was a lot a lot simpler. I just threw some burritos in the oven, but, <laughs> but that's hey, it's uh, good. You know, it's a. Before we start our podcast, Sean, I'd like to say happy birthday to uh, my Doppler gainer, Owen Wilson. It's his birthday today. So if you're Owen listening, to- yep. <laughs> 52 years old, <laughs> he could have been my dad. So does that mean, that mean you, you think you look like Owen Wilson? Is that what you think? I get that a lot. <laughs> From who, you? <laughs> From random people. If, if Owen Wilson grew out a mullet, he'd look just like me or vice versa. <laughs> But vice versa, yeah. yeah maybe, so maybe, maybe when you turn fifty-two, you'll look. Yeah, shout out to Owen Wilson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he dies in Armageddon. No, no. <laughs> if you're going to talk about deaths, we'll take our hats off and honor uh, Malcolm Young. You know who Malcolm Young is? No, who's that? ACDC guitarist. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He died. Oh, no. <laughs> it was a November 18th of 2017. But, you know, just remember him, too. But let's just move along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm really, really, uh, really up to date on my music history. Uh, but luckily, luckily for Chiefs fans, this is not a music history show. This is a Chiefs history show. And I know a little more about that. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, this, week, this, week's, uh, <laughs> this week's a hard one to, to jump into because, you know, we didn't have a game to talk about. Um, you know, we were in the bye week and we just, me and you discussed last week what, what they should work on in the bye. But there were some important games that, that, you know, were important to the Chiefs. Uh, the Ravens lost, which is always big. And, you know, I've, I've always considered up until maybe about the last couple of weeks that the Ravens were the top rival for the Chiefs going into the playoffs. Like that was the team that, that, you know, it was it was one and two last year. I thought it'd be one and two this year, but then the Steelers come roaring in and they're still undefeated at nine and zero. They they had an easy game against the Bengals where they they were able to beat them handedly, and they're still nine and zero and they're a game ahead of us in the conference. And I feel like we're going to be chasing that one game all season with the Steelers. 
you know, the thing is about Steelers, like Big Ben always faces an injury towards the end of the year. And so I'm waiting for that to happen just because, you know, we are chasing that game and Steelers <laughs> and Steelers. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. We're Charlie. waiting for it. Not wishing yeah. for it. Waiting for it. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Big I'm, difference. I, I'm wishing for it because I want to be number one going into that. <laughs> I, won't, I don't care. I, I'm wishing that he gets injured. No, you're right. You're probably politically correct, and I'm more <laughs> the one that's saying my what's on my mind. But no, I mean, if you look at Steelers, the rest of their like the schedule, the only team that actually looks like they have a chance of beating them is they play the Ravens again. And the first time they play the Ravens, they didn't they didn't beat them. And so, like, if you think about it, like, I don't think anyone's going to be able to beat the Ravens or the uh, Steelers unless it comes down to the Browns or the Bengals to play them one more time. Yeah, they dominated. The Steelers dominated all of them, but it's a rival game, so you never know what's going to happen. So hopefully one of those can – hopefully they go, like, lose three of those games, but I don't see it happening. So I feel like going into the playoffs, if we went out and they went out, we're going to be the number two seed and not get a bye. Which, exactly. The, the, the bye week is what's at stake here. Last year we were the number two seed. It didn't really matter. We were going to get the bye anyways. The Ravens ended up choking. So we didn't have to, so we basically became the one seed. So had home field throughout. The only reason, last year, the only reason the one seed or the one and two seed was different is if they met in the AFC championship game. Now you have, if you're the two seed, you play on wild card weekend and we're looking at, we're looking at a Steelers team that, like you said, their biggest contest is going to be against the Ravens, and the Ravens have just not looked that good the last few weeks. And we're, you know, I always kind of, I'm kind of hanging my hat on the fact that no team has gone undefeated except for the New England Patriots in 07, which they lost the Super Bowl, and then the Miami Dolphins of 72. So, you know, odds are still against them, I think, to go undefeated. And, but the Chiefs have to win out, and they've got some tougher contests. You know, they've got this Raiders game coming up. They've got Tampa Bay coming up, and and the Saints, and all these. And now Miami's looking good. We got to play them. So all these all these games are. It's a lot tougher road for the Chiefs to to get that uh, one seed. Yeah, I was gonna say about you know that one seed where they get a buy. You wonder. You have to think if the other six teams are thinking, hmm. We're not going to catch up to the Steelers, but, you know, we don't want to play this team. Should we lose this game and throw a game? So, like, you know, you, as of right now, Chiefs would play the the Ravens, and I'm not worried about the Ravens, but if the Ravens were really good again, do you think Andy Reid will sit there and go, hmm, hey, let's throw this game so we don't have to play the Ravens the first game? And so they drop down to the three seed and play in the Colts over – the Ravens. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like a tactic of the NFL now that they can sit there and it's like, hmm, we better win this game or go ahead and lose this game so we don't have to play this team. Right. I mean, the, the you get into things like home field advantage and stuff like that. Like at least you still want to have you still want to play these games in the Arrowhead. But I get what you're saying with you don't want to play maybe a Ravens team that is that is right now that they're they're a better team than what their seeding would say. Like I don't, I don't look at the Ravens as a seven seed. I look at them as a better team. But no. um, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to play, you don't want to get into trouble and have a have an issue where you're 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 going to be struggling to win the division. Uh, yeah, you need to make true. sure that's intact. 
But you know, what's and, a, what's and, a, hang on, Sean. I'm sorry, but what's it matter about home field event or your whole home field? There's no crowds. You know, it's there's like Arrowhead. Well, I know, but like 22. <laughs> percent You know, it's not like I mean, it's still loud there. But you know, like if you get home field, like you know, you go play Pittsburgh. Are they allowing people there yet? With this whole Corona thing, I don't. I can't remember all the teams that are allowed. I know. I don't think Pittsburgh's one of them. But uh, but it, like you, you're exactly right. This is a different year for for home field advantage. It's not as big a deal as it usually is. And with and you know, I'm I'm really interested to see how play the playoffs shake up, shake out with all this COVID stuff. You know, you've got you've got teams that are you know postponing games and moving games around. You got guys that are you know three of the Chiefs linemen are on the COVID list. To, we have to make sure they're healthy throughout the rest of the week before we can say they're actually going to play. Yeah. And so I think, I think a lot of that's, a lot of that's going to be to be need to be determined when, once we get to that road. But I just, I would like to not have to worry about it get the buy and get the one seed if, that, if that's possible. Oh yeah. I'd take that any day over what anything I just said, but you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this week we heard a heard an interesting story uh, from from a former quarterback for the for the Chiefs, uh, Matt Castle. He went he went on uh, he went on a news station in Boston and and kind of shared a story about uh, a disagreement he had had with uh, Todd Haley in a week fifteen or week sixteen game in two thousand ten against the Titans, which I, re- I remember the game. Uh, you know, it was it was a in fact, I think you guys, you and you and your wife came over to our house and watched this game. Oh yeah, with us, and it was it was a blowout. I mean, it was you know the Chiefs were got up big on them. There was twenty four to nothing. Uh, Matt Castle actually played a pretty good game. He had he had three hundred and fourteen yards and three TDs, no picks. Um, Dwayne Bow was a big was a big factor in that game. He had he had several catches. One of them was like a seventy five yard touchdown. Uh, Jamal Charles did his thing. I mean, you know, every, every week he did his thing, especially in that two thousand ten year when when he was he was kind of their main offense. And uh, Eric Berry got his first first pick six, you know, in that game, and they were just mopping the floor with the Titans. Um, but but you know the this this. The story came out this week about an argument he had Matt Castle had had with Todd Haley, and and how how Todd Haley and him they weren't on the same page as far as play calls, which the fans didn't really see anything like that because it just looked like a blowout. So it looked like it looked like everybody in Kansas City was on the same page because we were uh, we were we were coasting to a victory, which you know the only big thing that happened in that game was it sealed the division championship for the Chiefs that year. Um, but, but, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to play the audio for, from Matt Castle, um, here in a bit on, uh, with his, his discussion with, I think it was NBC sports in Boston. Uh, you know, we, we were, uh, he's just, he's just talking about his, his argument, his coaching styles basically with Todd Haley and, and how, you know, he's, he's played for a lot of coaches, but there was none, you know, None quite like Todd Haley is kind of kind of the way he puts it, but uh, you know, uh, Chad, whenever you're ready, you can go ahead with that audio. I've had some great coaches throughout my career, but yes, Todd Haley is going down as a classification 
uh, amongst itself, okay? Yes, they're, they're here to motivate, they're here to inspire, they're here to do all those things, but there's got to be a common steadiness as you go throughout the season, let alone on game day. And that's when Todd Haley was at his craziest. The man was nuts on game day, and I don't know why. A kick, here's a great example of that. We're playing Tennessee Titans late in the year. This is for the divisional lead and to actually win the division. And throughout the course of the first part of the game, look, they kept bringing Blitz Zero. Blitz Zero is a max pressure. I was checking out. Charlie Weiss gave me that ability to do so, and we were throwing the pass. So every time I came to the sideline throughout the first half, Todd Hill was screaming at me. He's yelling at me, just run the ball. I'm like, we talked about this. We can't run the ball into everybody pressuring right into the run, so we're going to throw it. Well, he got he got heated as the game went on. Well, finally, it was the third quarter. I'm coming off the field. He's screaming at me for pulling up on the boot. And I said, oh, Todd, like you never played the position. My bad. It was my fault. My frustration took over. So I go to the, I go to the, the, go to the sideline. He's still coming over yelling at me. We had a little bit of a, you know, a dispute over there. And he benches me. He benches me in the middle of the, uh, at the end of the third quarter. And he says, Brody, you're in. And he's being dead serious. Well, I took the, I took the liberty to run back out on the field. Well, he wouldn't give me a play in my helmet. He was not going to get a play in the helmet. Then he sends Brody back out on the field. Brody, two plays later, throws an interception. Now everybody's mad at Todd Haley. And then he literally said, you're not going back. He told the coaches to tell Calvin he's not going back in the game. So, again, as a team captain, I thought it was my obligation to run back out on the field. Again, he wouldn't give me a play in my helmet. So I had to call my own plays in the helmet for the first three plays. Eventually, we ended up getting a score on that drive. We won the game, but I'll tell you what, it was disruptive to say the least. Okay, so I'm going to ask Ted about this off camera, and I'm like, my reaction to that is that's the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. But I want. Does... Yeah, that was the audio. That's, that's crazy. Oh, oh sorry. I, 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 I was trying to hold back my laughter, but like Sean said, that was audio from NBC Sports Boston. And, like, I, I just still just, like, you know what? I'm done talking. I'm going to Todd Haley, you, Sean. <laughs> that's exactly what he did i'd never heard of that like the coach just so stubborn that he was like well you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna not give you the play who cares what's going on in the game i'm gonna sit here and pout like a little child yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of kind of kind of what the story was the weird thing is is though when you look at the game like i don't know if necessarily some of the things match up with what matt castle was saying uh you know he said that he he got back in there and and called his own plays, which I, I if if Todd's not giving him the plays, I totally understand that. But he said he marched down and got a score. That when they put in Brody Croyle, they didn't score again in that game. Like yeah. nobody else. I uh, said so you're right, and it, like just by listening to that, I try to go back through my play by play on my notes, and I'm wondering what happened was if he tried to bench him the play before the interception that, from Brody Croyle. But, you know, Matt Castle went out there anyways, which, you know, they ended up punting the, that that series anyways. So, uh, but I guarantee when, that's probably when Todd Haley went, you know, coaches put in Coyle or Brody or whatever and bench Matt Castle. And so that's when they did. And two players later, he throws that pick, and then we get the ball back. And then Matt Castle like, screw it. But you're right. He didn't do anything after that. You know, it was thir- 34 to 14. Uh, right at um, halftime almost. Like, like we got one more score after half. We had three points after half. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, 
you know, this is one of those things where Todd Haley was, he's the second year in this program, but he's a new head coach. Uh, and, and he's got, he's got this GM who brought in Charlie Weiss and Romeo Cornell that year. Like, like they had one year with a different court with different set of coordinators. And then this 2010 season, they brought in Romeo Cornell and Charlie Weiss, Scott Pioli, Romeo Cornell, Charlie Weiss, and Matt Castle were all new England guys. The odd man out on this is Todd Haley. Todd Haley's a newer coach. He probably felt like he wasn't getting the respect that he deserved as a head coach. Matt was probably leaning more towards Charlie Weiss because of the new England connection. Um, And so it was, it was, you know, did Todd probably overreact? Yeah, (laughs) definitely overreacted, but you know, he's just trying to get a control on the team and, and get to get to this point where he's got this level of respect that he's supposed to be getting, especially as a winning organization as they were at that, small amount of time they were actually winning football games yeah because say if you look at the season before we went four and 12 and then that's when we picked up eric berry and you know here's another fun fact for you the season before is when they moved their training camp to st joseph's from wisconsin and that was the first time we went to a training camp and we met matt castle and we met todd haley and you know, I said some thanks to todd haley and he called me creepy and walked away but i won't say what i said but you, you were very creepy it involved me telling I have a you know a fat head above my bed when I sleep at night, <laughs> but I won't go into more details. But he said that's creepy, and he walked away. And everyone's like, "Why would you say that?" I'm like, "Because it's true." But <laughs> no, it was not true. But I mean, it's just you know, I always liked Matt Castle. I always liked Todd Haley when he came in. You know, like I was hopeful when the, you know, especially after you know this season we went ten and six. From going four and twelve to ten and six is great, and plus, um, on a side note, you know, my wife always thought and still does when I showed a picture of um, Matt Castle. She goes, "Hmm, that looks like Gavin, your son, <laughs> my, my my oldest son, yeah, Gavin, yeah. looks just actually, like him." I actually have a picture of Matt Castle with my son Gavin, and I told I told Matt that he he was going to be the future someday. So and and. As a as a freshman in in high school, he is the uh, he is the freshman quarterback for his high school team. So so with the potential to possibly play varsity next year, so he's 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 doing the best he can to stay on that track. But uh, as a four year old, I didn't know he'd be that far. But, <laughs> but but no, Matt Matt was a good guy. Uh, he was he was a it was a fun fun time meeting him at that training camp. Uh, I was in his camp. I was I was a guy that thought that he would be a, he would. I saw what he did in New England. I thought he could do some things for us. You know, I was excited that we were bringing in this guy because Brody Croyle was obviously not the answer, and I was all for him. And in 2010, it looked like it was playing out. Like we had we had Dwayne Bow that was playing the top of his game, Jamal Charles playing top of his game, Matt Castle was playing good football, and we were winning the division, which is something we hadn't done since 2003, and. Uh, you know, it, it just, it, it kind of, I wonder if this game was kind of like the, <laughs> the start of it unraveling. Cause you can see, you can see, obviously there's a disconnect between the quarterback and the head coach. And, and with, you know, we talked about, we talked about the, the new England connections with everybody else. You've got, you've got Romeo Cornell and you've got Charlie, which there was, there was a disconnect between Romeo and Todd Haley. I think the entire season, 
and and or, or I mean Charlie Weiss and Todd Haley, sorry. And and Charlie Weiss ended up leaving uh, after that 2010 that the playoff loss when they lost to the Ravens. He ends up leaving to go be a consultant at Florida. I think he said he stated it was because of family reasons, but his son was going to go play there. But but there was there was some obvious disconnect between him and Todd Haley. So then you have then you have you move on to the 2011 season, and the Chiefs caught a bunch of bad breaks in that 2011 season. They they lost. They picked up Brandon Siler, who was a linebacker, I think, from San Diego at the time, and he was supposed to be a starting linebacker. In camp, he ends up tearing his ACL. Uh, Todd Haley decided to play the starters in a in a fourth preseason game, which is very much Todd Haley's fault. It was it was a bad move, and Tony Moyaki paid the price for it by getting a season ending ACL injury, I believe. I honestly uh, think week one against Bu- I, like a, a, after his injury, Tony Moyaki or whatever his name, Tony, like did he play again for the Chiefs? Like he played one more season, or he, I think he got cut. And then I don't. Where did he go? I think I have, he, he came. He tried to make a comeback. I think with Kansas City, and then it didn't pan out. And then he ended up getting cut. And I know the Lions had picked him up for a period of time. I don't have the full stats on him, but he just didn't. He had a he, he had a spark with us. Like he started yeah. out like like this was this was the this was the immediate replacement of Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, and he was kind of he was kind of making some big plays for us, so there was some promise there. The one handed the catch, the one handed catch in the end zone, amazing. But you know, you it's kind of like you know you say uh, season ending injury, but it was kind of like, almost like a career ending injury because after he's injured, he didn't really do much in the NFL, and it's all Todd Haley's fault. Todd Haley, if you're listening to this, it's your fault. You owe me, <laughs> you owe me something. Because I got a football yeah. sign of Tony's name on it, and I can't do nothing with it now. Yeah, you got the wrong Tony, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no that that is that 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 fourth preseason game. That's that's Todd Haley's fault, and uh, you know then then it, the bad luck carried into week one. We and me and you went to that game against Buffalo for the season opener. Eric Berry goes down with, I believe, an, an ACL. Yeah. Uh, week two against Detroit, Jamal goes down with an ACL. It was a, it was the year of ACL tears, and uh, and then you know they started zero and three. Obviously, you get these injuries that pile up. These starting players on your defense, big name players on your team, go down with injuries. You start zero and three for the season, but then they won the next four. They went, they ended up four and three, and then uh, then they lose five of their next six. So it was kind of very much a roller coaster. And Matt Castle got injured in week ten, and uh, then they they go into they go into the Jets game, and I can't remember what their record was. They they weren't out of the playoff contention. They were still in the hunt. They I think they were like five and eight or something like that, and and they got blown out by the Jets. And Todd Haley got a personal foul called on him where he cost the team fifteen yards. You could tell just things were really unraveling. And that's when they gave uh, they gave him the axe, and Romeo Cornell took over because they said that the defense was kind of one of the bright spots. They were actually playing good football, even in some of their losses. They didn't they didn't give up a ton of yards or ton of points, but but you know you got to think it goes back to that connection we were saying. You know Scott Pioli was New England, Romeo Cornell was New England, Matt Castle was New England. Who wasn't New England? Todd Haley. And I feel like I feel like even though he it was it was unraveling and it wasn't good and chances are it would have ended poorly, 
I feel like they didn't give Todd Haley very much time. And I think some instances like the audio we just heard and the, the, the preseason game and taking penalties on the field, uh, you know, that stuff kind of played into it and they were, they were comfortable with letting him walk. You're, you're under, you're a hundred percent right with everything you said, not being like in Nashville, we call it the good old boys club. If you're not part of the good old boys club, you're not going to get seen in the music industry, like with my wife and all that, you know, like, so there's some great singers out there that, you know, they're great, I think, but they don't want to conform to the good old boys club. So Todd Haley is kind of the same boat, you know, where didn't come from new England and he wanted to do it his way. And they wanted it the new England way, I believe. And like everything you said, I agree with, I would like to go back to that audio and like, can you imagine, can you imagine being a quarterback and going to their and like, Hey, what's my play call and not getting nothing. You would think that the quarterback would be like, Oh, cool. It's my show now. Like I get to call all the plays I want and, you know, be excited about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But would you want, would you want Matt Castle being the guy like, oh, this is my show now? <laughs> no, not not at all. And plus, like I I remember this game. Like, like I'm sorry, I don't want to bring it back up. The you know the Titans game and all that. But I remember this game. We're blowing them out of the water. So then next you know it, Brody Coral comes in. I'm like, we're thinking, oh, okay, so since we got the lead, they're gonna bench Matt Castle so they don't get hurt. Smart. And then he throws an interception. And then it's like next you know it, Matt Castle's out back out there. And you're like thinking, oh, okay, so they're bench Matt. Bench Matt Castle to put Brody in for a little bit. I didn't think there was a fight, you know, 10 years ago. You know what I mean? So, it's like, now hearing about it now, it's amazing to hear all this. Like, holy crap. I just thought it was just, like, coaching saying, hey. But Todd Haley did reach out and speak out on Twitter. And I had to bring this up because it's too funny not to. Todd Haley responds on his Twitter account saying, coaching is coaching. Matt Castle had best year of his illustration career with me. Not always fun, but... Key is all right. Hang on, I'm not a very good reader. I should have told you to read this, but we know. <laughs> nope, nope. I want you to go with it. <laughs> no, but he says not always fun. But key is to get the best out of quotation marks the player hashtag Woody hashtag Toy Story. <laughs> as soon as he said that, he looks like Woody, and you know, I looked at him again. I'm like, oh my god, where's Buzz? <laughs> I can't, I, I can't believe he looks like Woody. Maybe he was supposed to be Buzz. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, just watching the game back then, didn't think anything of it. So hearing these stories now, and, he, and like, you know, you sent me an article about, you know, more of what he said, and he's denying that he didn't call play calls to Matt Castle. He's denying that. And what thing he did say that he goes, I know Matt Castle plays better when he's ticked off. And so, like, I my job as a head coach is to keep Matt Castle ticked off. He's like, did I yell at Matt Castle? Yes, I did. And he's like, it was my job to, you know, tick him off. So Yeah, I, I love that. I, I love that, that he saw something in Matt Castle that, that he could use. Like, you know, this guy's – Matt Castle's not going in the Hall of Fame. Matt Castle <laughs> <laughs> was, was pretty mediocre at best. Yeah. But he found – some little little thing that he can make him like like a little bit better, so he used it, and 
and whether whether there was hard feelings by it, his one, it proves that his one goal was to get the best out of Matt Castle. And yeah. I, I believe that Todd Haley was that guy. I don't I don't think Todd Haley was that great of a head coach, but I think I don't think he was also dealt the best hand. <laughs> you know, no. it, Matt Castle was not his guy. Matt Castle was Scott Pioli's guy. Uh, and and this is this is a team that was riddled with injury in 2011, and so everything just boiled over. And he's a young he was a young head coach at the time, and it just kind of like they, they I think I think they cut him too soon. I don't know what would have happened if they'd have kept him going. You know, Romeo Cornell comes in, and we're a field goal away from going to the playoffs. You know, yeah. there's that weird weird year where everybody was eight and eight, and then we were seven and nine. So you know, it wasn't we weren't out of contention. If if that team had gone to the playoffs, I mean, I feel like that would have looked like a premature firing to me. Yeah, I agree with you because, like, uh, I can't remember Cornell as a head coach. I was excited because our defense was legit. And that seems like every year, like, it seems like the Chiefs have a really great defense and then a piss-poor offense. Or we'll have a really great offense and we can't stop them on defense. And, like, Every year I keep thinking about it, and like this year it's kind of like we have a really great offense, and our defense is really good too. But then all of a sudden, our off, or you know, you know, Patrick Mahomes stops making th- throws, and um, he, our offense is not doing very hot, but our defense stops him. And the next game, our defense don't stop it, and our offense wins the game. And so, like, it's just crazy to me thinking about it. It's just. I don't even know what my point was. Now, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was with you. I was following. <laughs> I, I don't know yeah, where I was going it, with that, but that that is true, though. It does seem like, except for these last couple of years, I feel like the defense has stepped up, and now we're seeing the offense. Obviously, the offense is great. Yeah, and and that kind of leads us into that kind of leads us into you know our next our next topic, and it, it's it's this upcoming game. It's Raider Week. You know what? Stop right there. Stop right there. Hey, hang on. Hang on. I'm sorry, but one thing I don't like, I know we all call it Raider Week. You know, it's like, hey, it's Raider Week. It's Raider Week. I don't like that. Just because, you know, I honestly, here, you know what? Here you go. Our new segment. Raider Hater Week. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is Raider Hater Week, you know, and, and this no, week, hey, say more it like than you anything, mean it. this year, say it like Raider you mean Hater it. Week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Raider Hater Week. Raider Hater Week. No, it is. It, well, your voice is deeper than mine. This is this is my radio voice. This is what I have to work with. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> No, I mean this this year more than anything it is Raider Hater Week because of what happened last time. The last time these two met, the Raiders beat them pretty bad. It was a pretty dominant performance by the Raiders, but then they treated it like it was their own damn Super Bowl, and they did a victory lap around the stadium like a bunch of punks, like they're a high school team, like they just won homecoming, and Derek. Derek Carr and one homecoming queen and yeah, and- exactly right on Derek Carr. My wife and I both swear he wearing eyeshadow on the field, eyeliner or whatever. And it's like, like mm, that guy does his makeup too perfectly to be 
a football player. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely the bellow of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and just hey, and real quick, just by hearing that, um, I was listening to um, no, I was reading an article, and someone said by them doing that, you know, the Raiders doing that, it brings back that rivalry or whatever it is called rivalry. That's not that's not rivalry. it. What she said, <laughs> so brings it back. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Brings that back, where you get the you get the fight and like the the anger, like you know, like the like uh, I can't remember who was I was reading about, but he said, as soon as I saw that they did this, it makes me want to watch this game. It makes me want to see the blood. It makes me want to see the Chiefs, you know, rip the head off of a Raiders person or the Raiders rip off a Chief. It brought it back. So I'm actually kind of glad that the Raiders did do that. Just so that it gets that hate built back up, and so, yeah, I'm excited for this game, and I have you know like some you know Raider Hater Week. I have some memories we should talk about, and like I, I'm gonna go ahead and just pick some of my favorite memories. And one of my favorite memories is Travis Kelsey making fun of Mr. King, the Raiders punters. I said Mr. <laughs> doing his giddy up dance. You know, King, you know, he punts, gets goes to Hill, Hill returns it for a touchdown. Kelsey's not even supposed to be on the field, but Kelsey runs out there on the field, starts doing a little get up, like hee 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 hee. And he, you know, obviously Kelsey gets a flag. And then like, you know, there were some words talk about it. And this is like why I like this memory so much, because you know, Kelsey said at the interview, said, he told me I, I didn't have any rhythm. I responded back, trust me, <laughs> wait till I get in the end zone again, I'll show you some rhythm. But later, this is what's funny because this is where the beef ended. King tweeted out to him later that night. I told him I didn't re- need a reality show to find a girl. <laughs> and so I love that memory just because it's so true. Do you have any memories, Sean? Well, I mean, I do. I do love a good tight end punter beef. That's that's always that's always a that's probably a first. I have I have a few. Um, one, my 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 best memory is, you know, and there's so many. I mean, actually, the, you know, the Jamal Charles five touchdown game, uh, Derek Thomas six sacks. Obviously, I love anything Derek Thomas. You know, <laughs> I I don't know every every show I've mentioned that I've named my kid Derek Thomas because he was my favorite player. But my favorite has to be between these two, and and it's it's. The one where Derek Johnson blows up the screen pass to Jalen Richard or Richard, I think it's Richard is how he says it, which is dumb. But, <laughs> but it's probably like a, a loss of four yards, and and he just freaking destroys him. He sees the play before Derek Carr even gets rid of the ball, and he sees it, and he waits for him to catch it, and then just completely lights him up. And that that that's my favorite Derek Johnson play by far, and. Um, my other one is when Brandon Flowers took that pick six back, and, yep, and yep. he puts the football down, <laughs> puts his foot on the ball. Every Raider fan at the stand gives him the finger. I think there's even a kid in there yeah, flipping yes. him off. You're you're right. There was a kid, and I remember because like I would I went through and I I know you done it because you told me too, but I had it as my screensaver on my computer. And so, like when I when I saved it to my computer, I zoomed in, and I kid you not, I did not find one person with a bird up. And then I see little kids with their fingers up, and it was probably their dad saying, 
what are you doing? Get your finger up. This is football, you know, whatever. But it was so funny because like, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's great. But, you know, I do have a couple of extra ones if I have time for that. So I wasn't born this time, but it's one of my favorite stories of hearing. And, then, you know, it's in October 17th, 1975. Chiefs beat you know, the Raiders, 42 to 10, and the Raiders were under John Madden. And so they were doing a press cons- conference that night, and John Madden said, we couldn't beat the Chiefs, but we damn near killed their horse because that's when Warpaint would run out, you know, jog out and run the whole field every time they get a touchdown. I think eventually they ended up tiring War Horse after that because animal cruelty and all that. But... I mean, I mean they... They had them back in uh, in the you know the 2010 era or whatever because because I remember Eric Berry being afraid of him. Yeah, but, uh, that's when I they brought him how- back. That's when he brought him back around 2010. Around that time, they're like, "Hey, we're doing we're ki- we're killing it right now. You know, let's bring back War Paint." Wasn't the same horse. Spoiler alert! But it was not the same horse. <laughs> Just letting oh, you know. No. <laughs> Where'd they put the other one? <laughs> In the ground. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I did have one of my favorites is Flowers Flexing. That was awesome. But That's amazing. You know, I would like to give out a huge shout out in this Raider Hater Week to a guy. I never met him. I would love to meet him and shake his hand. And I'm probably going to butcher his name because I never heard his name pronounced, but Gerard DiCasa. Have you ever heard of him, Sean? I, unless you're pronouncing it completely different. No, I haven't. <laughs> no, I, I think it's Gerard DiCasa. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and call him that. But he's a huge Chiefs fan, and he, and he lives in Las Vegas, Nevada right now. And so what? <laughs> and so he's actually a, constru- a construction worker. And what he decided to do is bury a Chiefs kingdom flag under the stadium in Las Vegas, post a picture of it, and you know what? If we never lose a game in L- you know in Las Vegas, this guy deserves a Super Bowl ring right now. I, I remember hearing that. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm going to give yeah, a big shout-out to him. Name, Outstanding. Yeah, I mean, he, that's I – I had to look up his name because I didn't know his name too, but I knew someone did it, and that's going to be like my top – Favorite moment. Like, I'm saying, like, years from now, if we have never lost a game, this is going to be the most amazing story ever. And it's good. they're eventually going to tear down the stadium, build a new one, because, you know, Raiders are a bunch of, you know, I don't I don't have a clean word to say, so I'm going to say fuzzy duzzies. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Mine starts with an F as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean – Raider Hater Week, we got a big game coming up. Um, honestly, I feel like just because of what they did to the Chiefs, the, the this you know, even Andy Reid came out and said, you know what, they did what they did. That's not what who we are. Right. I honestly think Andy Reid's the type of person that's going to punch you in the face first play and then keep punching you while you're on the ground because, you know, the Chiefs people are not happy right now. No, I, I agree. This is this is one of those things where where you know we we talked about this early, uh, we talked about this earlier a couple of days ago or whatever. How the the knock on Andy Reid is that he wouldn't always like put the hammer down. He wouldn't like you know go for the jugular. 
This yeah. is the game where he's going to score, <laughs> and he's gonna—he's not going to give up until the final whistle blows. And and I'm—I'm I'm gonna say it. We're gonna win by freaking forty points. Because well, <laughs> I can see it. I, I, was saying, I, I, yeah, I, was saying, and, I can and, see it. I'm oh, sorry. The stupid delay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we are we are dealing with a little bit of a, a delay issue, but I uh, I'm not gonna sweat it. It happens, and it happened. I watched a show on NFL Network where they were dealing with the delay. So if if we can if we can be that good, the the you know I'll take that NFL Network paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, it is it is kind of like that has kind of been his mo where he would he would get a big lead and then kind of coast. There's not gonna be any coasting. Andy Reid, despite what he says was pissed off about it. And I will say that if 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 any of you like to read the articles on Arrowhead Live, there will probably be an article written by yours truly about the re- reigniting this rivalry because of how stupid the Raiders were last time they met and uh doing that victory lap and and uh my my last thing to say on that is that uh, we save our victory laps for February. Oh, that's a good one. I see what you did there cuz that's the Super Bowl. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I, I hopefully, there you go. There you go. <laughs> hopefully they're bundling up warm because it's gonna be cold in February. Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no. I, I, hundred percent what you said. Andy Reid is ticked off about it. You could tell in his interview, and like I can't wait to read your article because I read your articles every week, even though. When I say I read them, nice, my, nice. my wife reads them to me for a bedtime story, and I never fall asleep until the end. I promise you that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but I somehow, think it's, somehow that creeped me out. I don't know. That <laughs> shouldn't. It's all normal, natural down there. Oh Jesus! <laughs> no, but I do, I do agree with you on saying that he's not going to pump the brakes like he normally does. He's just going to put the throat or his foot in their throat and just push harder down. And I think it's going to be a good game to watch. It's going to be a great impact, high hitting. I think Patrick Mahomes going to score seven touchdowns. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I'm hoping for a Chiefs win. I will say it's probably going to be – I want to say it's going to be 42 to – I hope our defense will stop them, but 42 to 14. 48-7. 42 to 14. Oh, you, you're writing it down? <laughs> yeah, we have $100 a game. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll be a blowout. I, I honestly believe yeah. it. I think – I think they won't give up. They won't give up until until every person wearing silver and black feels horrible for for that stupid childish act they did. Like 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 they've never won a game in their life, and they're like, "Oh my god, look what we did!" Uh, you know, I think I think it'll be blown. It may not be forty points. Who knows? But but it'll be a commanding lead and a commanding victory, and we can put this whole nonsense behind us because then we'll be three games ahead in the AFC West. We won't have to worry about the Raiders ever again. And and I'm going to do you one better. If we win this game, I'm going to try to get whatever that guy's name is on the show <laughs> that left the that left the flag under the stadium. We're going to get him on, and we're going to 
We're going to thank yeah. him personally. Well, yeah, let's do that. I, I, great. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sean, I want to hear, hear you yell Raider Hater Week again. Raider Hater Week! Raider Hater Week! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So, you know, with that, you know, a lot of nonsense today. It was fun. Kind of, kind of took you back a little bit on the Matt Castle stuff. Took you back into our our Raider memories. Uh, you know, like I said, shout out. Give us, give us a shout out on Twitter, uh, and and you know, let us know what you liked about the show. If you want to hear something next week, uh, you know, we're open to anything, and uh, that'll do it for for Chad Goforth. I am Sean Dixon, and this has been another edition of the Kingdom Rewind. Take it easy, Chiefs fans. To the Chiefs Kingdom, you guys are world champions once again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Go Chiefs!